today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. I would say that was probably that is probably one of the major hindrances to the church in America is our fast-paced culture. And it's easy to conform to the culture, isn't it? Isn't it easy to conform to the culture of fast-paced living? I can go to a drive-thru and I don't even have to take my wallet out anymore. I can give them my phone for them to scan it. I don't have to go 10 inches, you know? Truly, this life is fast-paced. Our phones ringing and dinging, constantly reminding us to get to the next appointment. It's easy to lose sight of what's important. Jesus and our relationship with Him. Pastor Eric exhorts us today to slow down and focus on Jesus. Now, here's Pastor Eric with today's study. Now, the men of Israel had sworn an oath at Mizpah, saying, None of us shall give his daughter's daughter to, the Benj- to Benjamin as a wife. Then the people came to the house of God and remained there before God till evening. They lifted up their voices and wept bitterly and said, O Lord God of Israel, why has this come to pass in Israel that today that there should be one tribe missing in Israel? And so it was on the next morning that the people rose early and built an altar there and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. The children of Israel said, Who is there among all the tribes of Israel who did not come up with the assembly to the Lord? For they had made a great oath concerning anyone who had not come up to the Lord at Mizpah, saying, He shall surely be put to death. In verse 6, And the children of Israel grieved for Benjamin, for their, their brother, and said, One tribe is cut off from Israel today. So here we see the, 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 the children of Israel grieving, weeping. And we see that they cry out to God and say, Why? should one of the tribes be missing from Israel. Their hearts were broken for their brethren. Even though they went to war against them, their hearts were broken. Because they're like, why why should they why should they just go away? Well wait a minute, there's there's a four or six hundred men left, you know? There's six hundred men of the tribe of Benjamin still living. The tribe of Benjamin isn't gone. What are they talking about? Why are they, why are they weeping that one of the tribes is going to be missing from Israel? Well, because if you don't have women, <laughs> eventually the men are going to die. Therefore, there's nothing happening and the tribe goes away. And so they're crying, they're weeping. Why should this happen? You know, why should Israel go? But here's the crazy thing. The, the, the thing that I would think of is, is like, well, then why don't you give your daughters to them? Well, they made an oath and saying, no, we're not going to do that. And now an oath is like a promise. They made a promise together as, as they were getting ready to fight Benjamin and said, we are not going to give any of our daughters to the tribe of Benjamin. Now, an oath is a big deal, especially when you, you, you present it before the Lord. And so we'll talk about the oath here in a little bit. So Israel gathered together before the Lord. They wept and they cried to God. Why is there one tribe missing? And Israel does a wonderful thing in verse 4. They rose early and built an altar there and offered a burnt offering and peace offerings. So they went back to worship God. 
And Israel asked again that question. They came for his counsel, but according to verse 5, they did not wait for the Lord's response. They didn't wait for God's response. They went there with great motives. Let's go and worship God. We'll go and seek his counsel. But they did not wait for the rest of the counsel of God. They didn't wait for the response. Instead, they moved forward and they started planning. They're they're gathered together and they're crying out to God, why did this happen? Now, let's think, guys, who didn't show up with us to go fight them? Huh, who was it? Who was, who didn't show up? Because we made another oath saying that if anyone didn't come with us to fight, then we're going to put them to death. Israel was trying to figure out how to keep the tribe of Benjamin around. They were trying to figure out how to keep the tribe of Benjamin around. And so we continue in verse 7. It says, what shall we do for wise for those who remain? Speaking of the tribe of Benjamin, seeing we have sworn by the Lord that we will not give them our daughters as wives. So they're trying to figure out what is going to take place with the tribe of Benjamin. Because again, with, with women missing, the tribe would not continue. And I look at this scenario, I, I look at it and I think that we can all relate to it. I think I can relate to it because oftentimes, you know, I cry out to God, Lord, I worship you. I praise your holy name. I seek your counsel. But then I get so busy with my my own personal time and my own agenda that I don't wait to hear from the Lord. I start planning like the children of Israel did here. How are we going to take care of the tribe of Benjamin and how are we going to give them wives We get in those situations where we need counsel, where we need direction. How many of you, when you need direction from God, that you hit your knees and you start praying? Maybe you're in your car and you need that counsel and you pray as your eyes are closed. You're praying and uh, you're just like, Lord, help me, you know. No, just kidding. You can pray with your eyes open. But... You pray and you seek God. How many of you seek God when you're worshiping Him in song and praise? You're just like worshiping God. I'm crying out to you. I need your counsel. Jesus, we need you, right? Please, God, help me. I've been there. I've done that. I do that. I cry out to God. Give me direction. Give me wisdom. Do you guys ask God for wisdom? We ask for it. And we often quote James 1, don't we? Which says this, it should be on the screen. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. We often say that to our brothers who are seeking counsel, right? Hey, James 1, man, ask God for wisdom and he'll give it to you, right? Ask him. We're good at asking. We do all the right things. We say the right things. We ask God, but do we wait for God to respond? Do we wait for the wisdom that you have asked for? Do you wait for that wisdom that you asked for? Or do we just say the words in prayer and move forward with our own plans? God, give me wisdom. I need your direction. Okay, how am I going to figure this thing out now? 
You call up your buddy on the phone. Man, this is going on in my life and all these things. And I cried out for God for his wisdom. And uh, man, but what do you think? What do you think I should do? <laughs> I think a lot of us can relate to that. Oh, what does that new Christian book say I should do? God, help me, please. Man, it's not working here. Do we wait for God's wisdom? Pastor Chris uh, spoke this past Wednesday, or not Wednesday, Sunday, and it was a great word. But it was a blessed service. And he stressed the point that we as believers need to partner with God. And we need to be open to God to change our agendas. And so many of us have agendas, don't we? The problem that we all face is that we're all busy. We have plans. We have time schedules. And schedules and plans aren't the problem. That's not the problem. Uh, <laughs> what is the problem? The problem is when we become so rigid that we can't break those time schedules and those, 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 all those plans that we're so focused and our eyes then become like this. And it kind of in a sense like how horses have those blinders on them, right? So the, the, I think it's for the flies. I don't know. No? Okay, well, that's what I would think it would be for. But just, oh, I know why. So they don't get spooked, right? Okay. See? Praise God. <laughs> But we get so blinded in our, in our directions that we don't listen and we don't, we don't break away from our agendas. We don't allow God to direct our paths. We're so self-focused and we, we just get so wrapped up in ourselves that we forget who we serve. Some, sometimes, right? A lot of times. How can we have God direct our paths? Have you ever thought about that? How do you have God direct your path? Well, Proverbs tells us in three, chapter 3, verse 5 through 7, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. How many of you have heard that passage before? Many of us? A lot of us? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. But so oftentimes we do lean on our own understanding. We cry out for God, we pray, we ask, but then we move in our own understanding. And we think that we're wise. For God to direct you, you need to trust in the Lord. If you want to be directed by God, you need to trust that God is God and He's going to direct you. Do you trust in God? If we trust in God, then we don't have to lean on our own understandings. Because well, why? Because you trust in God. It's a brilliant concept. And that right there, my friends, my family, is where I struggle with. I struggle with not leaning on my own understanding. So oftentimes in my life, I try to figure it out. Why is this being going, why is this going on? Why is this being said? What is going on here? How do we minister to these people here? And when you rely on your own understandings, let me tell you, it's tiring. It wears you out. It burns you out. 
But then when you actually just sit back and say, I trust you, God, that you have this, and that you are faithful, like what we were singing, right? I know that it's going to be all right. But why do we get in the way? I'm tired of getting in the way. I know why we get in the way, because we still live in the flesh. But we need to deny the flesh. We need to crucify the flesh. And we need to acknowledge Him in all our ways. Acknowledge God in all of our ways. God, how does this look? But what about this situation that I'm going into? You know, at the, in the men's retreat this weekend, we, we, one of the pastors was saying, you know what, you don't have to wait for a, a special service to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You can ask for it. And you can ask for a filling of God's Spirit. God, fill me in this situation. How many of us do that before we enter in a situation? We, I can't say we. A lot of times I don't. I try to go into the situation trying to jump to the, the mat of conclusions and try to figure it out. Meanwhile, my stomach is all knotted up. I have a headache and I feel like I have heartburn. But if I would have just asked God to just fill me with His Spirit and give me the wisdom that He has instead of speaking out of turn and just listening and leaning on the guiding of the Holy Spirit, I move in my flesh. And I know that I can't be be the only one out here. But we need to acknowledge God in all of our activities. Do you involve God in all your activities? Because if you do, what does it say in Proverbs? That he will direct your what? Paths. And that we must not be wise in our own eyes. Meaning that you think you've got it all figured out. You don't. That's why you came to Jesus, because you don't have it figured out. How do we involve God in all of our activities? Seeking Him. Seeking His Word. I love what the psalmist said in Psalm 119. He says, it should be on the screen, Direct my steps by your word, and let no, one, and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Direct my steps by your word. Trust in God and He will give us the path. He will guide, He will direct your path. Direct your, our steps by the word of God. I believe most of us probably do this. We probably seek the word of God. We read it. And we even pray. Hey, that's great. I'm glad you read. I'm glad you pray. But is your heart in those times when you're reading? Or are you just trying to knock it off on the, the checklist, on the bookmark, that you're reading through the, the, book, the, the, the Bible in a year, and so you're done with it? Yeah, I read today. Great. <laughs> I know God's Word doesn't return void, but man, take those opportunities to get fed and to get filled up and get your, your marching orders for the day or for the night, whenever you open up the Word. We read and we pray, and I read and I, and I pray... Seeking God, but then how many of us wait on the Lord to teach us? Oh, I just read, you know, Judges 21. Didn't really apply to me. Well, I didn't wait. How many of us wait for God to speak back to us? Because we live in a culture that does not wait. (laughs) Your culture that you live in, believe it or not, 
does not like to wait. You stand in line for a coffee, and it's like three deep, and you're like, I got to go, man. I can't wait anymore. This is crazy. Can you believe that? There's three people in line. I've got to go. We're so busy. I would say that was probably that is probably one of the major hindrances to the church in America is our fast-paced culture. And it's easy to conform to the culture, isn't it? Isn't it easy to conform to the culture of fast-paced living? I can go to a drive-thru and I don't even have to take my wallet out anymore. I can give them my phone for them to scan it. I don't have to go 10 inches, you know? <laughs> We're so, we can easily conform to that. And I'm not saying that that's bad. But it is bad when we take our fast-paced culture into our relationship with God. We must wait on the Lord. We must wait on the Lord. Because when God speaks, it's beautiful, man. It's life-changing. The Bible tells us to wait on the Lord. Did you know that? Yeah? Did you know that? Yes, I know that. Or if you didn't, I'm telling you. Psalm 27, 14. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your hearts. Wait, I say, on the Lord. There's some passion behind that because there's an exclamation mark. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he, speaking of God, will strengthen your hearts. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Isaiah 40, verse 31, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Is there a blessing on waiting on the Lord? Yes. Amen. <laughs> God is so radical, man. He's so opposite of our human culture. Culture says be fast. God says wait. We execute inquiring of the Lord quite well. But again, how do we do with the waiting part? How do we wait? How do you wait on God? You just sit there? We're waiting. No, you're seeking God. You have that heart of worship. You're praising his name. In fact, though, you guys, it goes so much deeper than that. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Know who you're, know who you're seeking. Know who you're, who you're coming to. It's the great I am. It's God Almighty. He is the one who you are sitting still and just like, you are God. You are awesome. I know you're going to be faithful and you're going to direct my paths. God, just, just spend that time of worship. But we get so stinking distracted, we, it just goes out. All these thoughts come in from the world, but man, Jesus was right on when he says, go into your prayer closet and shut the door and seek him. God is faithful and God will come through. Do you guys believe that? Have you experienced it? Because I could say it from the pulpit all day long, but if you haven't experienced it, then you don't know what I'm talking about. 
So I would encourage, I hope this puts a seed in your heart that you long for that. Like, man, I want to, I want to have God direct my path. So I'm going to sit and I'm going to be still and I'm going to be thinking and praising God and knowing that He is God and He's going to come through for me. Because once you taste it, you're going to not want to, you, you don't want anything else, but you want God. You know what I'm saying? So Israel, going back to Judges, <laughs> They wanted to fix their problems. And so continuing on in verse 8, that's what exactly what they're going to do. They're going to try to fix themselves. And they said, what one is there from the tribes of Israel who did not come up to Mizpah? Again, they're wondering, who didn't show up so we can go and kill them? <laughs> Mizpah to the Lord. And in fact, no one had come up from the camp of Jebesh, Gilead, to the assembly. Verse 9, for when the people were counted, indeed, not one of the inhabitants of Jebush, Gilead, was there. So the congregation sent, sent there 12,000 of their most valiant men and commanded them, saying, Go and strike the inhabitants of uh, Jebush, 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 Gilead, with the edge of the sword, including the women and children. And verse 11, And this is the thing that you shall do. You shall utterly destroy every male and every woman who has known a man intimately. And verse 12, So they found among the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead 400 young virgins who had not known a man intimately. And they brought them to the camp of Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan. Verse 13, here we go. Then the, then the whole congregation sent word to the children of Benjamin who were at the rock of Rimeon and announced peace to them. So Benjamin came back at that time and they gave them the women who, whom they have saved alive of the women of Jabesh Gilead. And yet they had not found enough for them. And the people grieved for Benjamin because the Lord had made a void in the tribe of Israel. So stopping right there. So what takes place? They, they again, they sought the Lord, but they didn't wait for the answer from God. And, and they go out and they're like, who didn't show up? Yes, okay, the guys over at Jabesh Gilead, they didn't show. When roll call took place, not one was there. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to take our valiant men and we're going to go there and we're going to kill all the men. We're going to kill them all and we're going to kill every woman who has known a man intimately. So they go and they do such thing. But then they find 400 young virgins and they take them. But then they, then, then they send the letter out to, I say the letter because that's what I picture. They reach out to the tribe of Benjamin and they say to them, hey, we want to make peace with you guys. Oh, okay. In fact, we want to make peace with you, so we're going to give you 400 virgins. Great for 400 of them, but there were 600 of them. 200 of them were left out. So they're like, what are we going to do? What's, what's going to happen? We grieve because God has made a void in all the tribes of Israel. Last time I checked, it was the tribes coming together to go kill the tribe of Benjamin. God allowed it. Anyways, so they cry out, what shall we do? The brain juices start flowing. Goofy. I say goofy because we can relate to that. What do we do? Let's start thinking, guys, instead of waiting on the Lord. You've been listening to Grace to the Hearers, the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge in Coolidge, Arizona. 
CD copies of today's study are available when you email us at info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. Today's message, as originally presented at Calvary Chapel Coolidge, can be downloaded from our website at gracetothehearers.com. If you can't get to your computer to download or place your order, you can always call us at 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number is 520-723-7047. We are so blessed by the technology that we have these days. Most of us have numerous versions of the Bible. Now with mobile technology, we have the Bible right on our phones and tablets. Grace to the Hearers is available in podcast format. Simply log on to gracetothehearers.com and follow the links to subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast or simply search for Grace to the Hearers in the iTunes store. Again, our web address is www.gracetothehearers.com. Finally, we'd like to ask that you prayerfully consider helping us continue to expand the radio ministry of Grace to the Hearers. You can do so by securely donating a gift of any amount at gracetothehearers.com. Just click on the donate button. Now please place a marker in your Bibles and make plans to join us again. Pastor Eric will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of Judges right here on Grace to the Hearers.